Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. It's six after 10 o'clock. Welcome to the second hour of the Talking Point. Of course, in this hour, we'll be talking finance with Brian Hirsch soon. Today, we're finally doing that calculation, right? We've been talking about it uh, for a number of weeks, (laughs) different iterations of it. But today, we are finally going to do the actual formula for retirement savings. So, of course, the big question is always, how much am I going to need when I retire? I don't know about you, but um, every time Brian, he'll like, okay, he'll give you a number, and then he says, but add in inflation. So if you need 20,000 rand to survive, in 40, 50 years' time when you retire, you're well going to need 70,000 rand. And then I just lose all hope. I'm just like, okay, thanks. I was going to try, but now it's even more difficult than it I, I thought it was going to be. Either way, get your pen and papers ready. I'm going to give you a, mo- a moment to do that. Brian is already seated. Morning, Brian. Morning, dear. Oh, they look, <laughs> you know, I've been doing this formula now for about 10 years, and this program, I'm loved. I'm loved by listeners because it's quite a complicated portfolio. It, it, it really but I is. have got a website where people can get the formula themselves. But you've summed it up very well. Just let me make one comment. People earning 20000 today, do the, do the calculations what you were earning 10 years ago. So when we say in 20 years' time you're going to need 70, go back 10 years, have a look at your payslip and see that you're probably earning three to 4,000 rand a month. But, but the reality is that um, in, inflation is not keeping up. The in, salary increases are not keeping up with inflation and all other associated costs. Well, for two reasons. One is when you get a salary increase, if you're working for a company, a small percent of that goes to a pension fund. And then you've got tax to pay. So if you get a 7% increase of 25000 you're only going to get about 45 to 5%. So even those high salary increases, although that's what's been demanded now, and that's what Eskom got, 7%, and they're much higher demands, you're right. But very simply, and the higher you're earning, the more you earn, you get eventually to a tax rate of 45%, when if you get a 7% increase after tax and after pension, you're not even getting 3% increases. So you are falling behind the, the the, the, the eighth ball all the time. So technically what we should be allowed to do is that once we've done the formula, we should be able to go to SARS, the tax man, and our employers and say, look, I'm going to need this much by retirement, okay? So <laughs> watch how much you tax me. <laughs> well, it's not the tax, it's about what, how much you can afford to say. And yeah. that's what we're going to get to. All right, Brian, we're going to get into it in a moment. Let me take a couple of WhatsApp voice notes. Grab a pen, grab a paper if you're able to. Um, because it it does get quite complicated, uh, but it is really easy to understand and easy to follow. We are going to do the maths of how much you need uh, or how much you will need when you retire. Uh, For now, let's take a look at some of the WhatsApp voice notes that you've sent through onto the show. Hi, Kathy. Hope you're well. Yeah, I'm listening to uh, this guy uh, uh, looks like everything he is blaming is blaming it on foreigners, 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 and foreigners. But let me tell you one thing: um, the big guns in this country are responsible for those zamazamas and whatever they are doing in those disused demands. All right? You need to do your investigations. But the way that I want to leave uh, Kathy is. For as long as people still think 
that crime is committed by foreigners, 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 then you are not going to win the fight against crime because under the armpits of those so-called foreigners, they are the main culprits and you never pick them up. Have a great day. Kathy, good morning. I don't think it's a, actually necessary to bring in a, our defense, uh, I mean the soldiers uh, at this point in time to assist. What is happening is that the, the police are in the payroll of these criminals. Hence, they cannot, you know, do their job. They just have to be free from uh, being paid by these criminals and then do their job. That, that's, that's all. But for the defense to come in, I don't see it uh, being necessary. Uh, David in Postmosberg. Morning, morning, Oskethi. Gift more much like stop. Oskethi, a very, very important point to say why must be death always whenever there are protests. And I ask myself, does these organizers sleep well? after one or two or three deaths are, are reported. Especially the secret organizers, not this one that you'll be finding being interviewed. This secret one that are hiding and organize this anarchy and, and everything. I, I, I understand their point and their frustrations, but why can't they come to the front boldly so and, and, and you know, marshal this, uh, protest in, in a very professional way just to avoid this, these deaths. Hi man, no man, it's, it's, it's not right, it's not right. Good morning, Kenthi. I'm worried about the USA, what they are doing all over this world. They have started the war in Ukraine and they, they run away. Even though they are trying to supply with the weapons and everything, but Russia is showing its power that they can't do anything. They started the war in Ukraine by wanting to put a, a NATO base there. Now they want to put another NATO in Asia and China will not take none of them. They will regret, Taiwan will regret for accepting uh, Nancy Pelosi and USA to want to plant a base there. They will regret. Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. All right, so Brian, we're getting straight into the nitty-gritty of uh, this formula for retirement saving. Where do we begin? Okay, but before, let me, let me just recap what we've done over the last few weeks. I've been talking about how you go about calculating whether you have sufficient funds for retirement. The first stage is in where are you in the journey, which encompasses how much have you saved up to now and how much are you still going to save and what will that be worth at retirement? That's the first number you need. The second number you need is we dealt with your retirement budget. And I've said you need to take today's age, whatever age you are today, if you're 40, 45, 50, and you need to deduct all the expenses today as if you had retired. In other words, assuming your children are now of your hands, assuming you're not going to be saving anymore for retirement, assuming you don't need life insurance anymore, assuming you've got no educational costs, deduct that from that number, and then escalate that by a rate of inflation. Someone needs to do that for you. But as you said, Cathy, um, at, a, at a 7% inflation rate, money halves 
every 10 years. So if you need 20,000 today, in 10 years' time you'll need 40,000, and in another 10 years you'll need 80,000. But don't get paranoid about it, because if you go back 20 years, we'll see what you were earning 20 years ago, and you'll see how salaries have increased in that period of time. Now you've got those two numbers. I'm going to need this amount of income at retirement, bearing in mind, remember, this formula works that you're going to need not only income at retirement, you're going to need a little bit more the year after retirement, more the in year, two years after retirement, and every year thereafter as inflation starts to so, bite into your, your income. So, so when we talk about the money I'm going to need after retirement, is it the monthly payout that I would be expecting? Yes, the monthly okay. income, All right. which needs to escalate by 6 to 7% a year. So if you need 50,000 in, in 20 years' time, you're going to need, in the following year, you're going to need 53,000. Okay. And then in the following year. So the formula takes into account inflation. But... It also takes into account that you can't put your money in the bank. You need to be invested sensibly. And sensibly means the longer you've got to retirement, the more you need to be in growth assets. You can't sit in cash because the only one place you are definitely going to lose money over a 10-year period is you sit in the bank in cash because inflation is, will eat into your capital. Interest rates do not beat inflation over a long period of time. So let's get to the formula. So the formula is as follows. It's the number 85 minus your age. So let's assume, for the purposes of this, Cathy, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're 50 years old, it's 80 minus 50, which gives you a number of 35. If you're 40, that means you're 45 years less than retirement, at, so deduct from the number 85 your current age. If you're 35, that gives you a number of 50. That's mm-hmm. point, point one. Then divide that answer by seven. So you so so in my case it's it's 85 minus 35, which is 50. Divide that by seven. Okay, 50 divided by seven. Okay. That just that gives you around about seven. Seven sevens are 49. Yeah, Brian, I wasn't good at maths. Yes, Okay, seven. so if you've got 35 years to retirement, if you divide that by seven, it'll, the answer will be five. Now, don't ask me. It's actuarially calculated. Multiply that number by three. Okay, so now I must take seven times three. Yeah. Okay. That's 21. And then add eight. That's 29. So that's how much time, in your case, Kathy, how much you will need 29 times whatever your annual spend is going to be at age, say, 60. Now, remember, someone's worked out for you. You've had a financial advisor work out. Mm-hmm. You've got so, so much saved today at th- 37. You've got money you're still saving. You've got property. You've got other investments that are going to grow. What is that going to be worth at age 60, at, say, retirement age 60? Mm-hmm. Now, on the other side of the equation, you've worked out that at age 60, because at 37, you're earning a certain amount of money. At age 60, you've deducted all the costs you're not going to have. 
uh, as I said, educational costs. You're not going to have um, probably children at home. You've got no debt because you should have your home paid off. You may not. You won't be contributing to retirement annuities anymore because when you reach retirement, you're not going to be drawing and saving at the same time. If you're going to do that, rather draw less. And then also, you may not need life insurance. So there may be a lot of changes in your life. So let's assume in your particular case, give take a number. You need a hundred thousand yeah, because you've still got twenty three years. You multiply a hundred hundred thousand by your number, which was what was it twenty nine? It was twenty nine. You would need twenty nine million. No, 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 <laughs> Kathy, don't laugh because we're talking about age thirty seven. Thirty five. Thirty five. Let me tell you, over the next twenty five years, just so you understand, one hundred thousand rand at a nine percent return will be will be worth eight hundred thousand. So someone who's already got saved 500,000, already got saved 500 alone will be worth 4 million, plus you've still got 23 years of contributions. So when you've got those three numbers, I now know how many times I need in terms of my income at that, at that stage. Mm-hmm. I now need know how much I've got. Then you go to a financial advisor and say, right, this is my shortfall. How much do I have to put away? They may say, you have to put 5,000 rand a month away. Because I can't afford it. Well, maybe you can afford 500. All you're trying to do is close the gap. So let me repeat it again. You take 85 minus your age. So if you are, let's say, 50, uh, uh, 55, you 50, rather say 54, you've got 28 years to go to retirement. 28 divided by 7 gives you 4. Four times three, you might always the number three. Don't worry where that comes from. And because of inflation, I've worked on eight. Use eight. So it's four times three times eight. You'll need 20 times a 54-year-old at eight uh, uh, at, will need uh, 24 times. And you may, you may already be halfway there because you've got your pension fund. You may have a home, an investment home that's worth two million. An investment home that's worth two million at an 8% return. Just understand, at an 8% return in, in, um, in, nine, in 27 years' time will be 16 million rand. I know it sounds ridiculous, but that's what inflation does to money. Brian, we're going to continue the conversation in a moment. We've got a break coming up. <laughs> uh, a bit I need you to explain. Good. I'll also, of course, give our listeners the opportunity to call in. Please do call in, especially where you need Brian to clarify and make sense of some of these numbers. Uh, and, of course, I want him to tell us, well, what happens if you haven't already started saving? And it's practically impossible for you to think about having the kind of monies he's talking about at retirement. But we'll continue after this. Conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Talking finance with Brian Hirsch. Making sense of your finance. Well, we're continuing the conversation with Brian Hirsch. We're talking about the formula. We're looking at the formula that uh, helps us calculate how much we will need for retirement. So, Brian, just to backtrack, make sure that I also understand what um, we're calculating here. So the the amount from the formula that we work out from uh, taking 85 minus your age and you take that number, you divide it by 7, you multiply it by three, 
and then um, plus eight. So, so that for me gave me 29, right? Correct. So 29 is the number of years I'll have to calculate. No, I'll you, you'll need at retirement uh-huh. 29 times what you, what you will cost you to live in at retirement. I see. And that's that. That's given. I retire at what age? Sixty. Whatever age you work it out. Okay. Okay. So, so all, all I'm saying to you is, I've worked this out to be at age sixty-five. Okay. So if you, but but the point is, at sixty-five, if you you need, so if you need fifty thousand rand today, but you're paying educational costs, you're paying bonds, mm. um, you've got life insurance, you've got retirement annuities, um, you've got debt. Deducted from that fifty thousand. Okay. Because you shouldn't have that at retirement. So let's say let's say your starting point today is fifteen thousand. How much I will need if I get rid of all those? I see. Now that fifteen is today, but I've now got to escalate that over the next twenty nine years because inflation is going to. So, so at fifteen, you'll probably need something like sixty thousand rand then. So you take the number of 29 and you multiply it by 60 and you're going to get approximately somewhere in the order of 18 million rand. That's what you'll need in 29 years' time. So how do we then work back to ensure that the amount of saving that we are doing today is going to be appropriate and is able to actually sustain our livelihoods beyond uh, retirement. Okay, so you take all your investment assets, you take your pension fund, your retirement annuities, your endowment policy, unit trust, lifestyle assets are not included. You take an investment home, add it all up, let's say that comes to two million. Mm. Two million today. So in 29 years' time, we know that that two million is going to be 16 million rand. Just with inflation. Mm. And now you're also saving money every month for the next 29 years. That's got to be calculated how much you're still saving to get towards that total that you needed. So, so ultimately, it's also about um, making sure that if there is money, one is already putting, a, putting away, whether it's pension fund, unit trust, like you're saying, that we're not touching that money. You've yeah. got to Leave that, it for 20 years. Yes, that's your retirement funds, mm. and you're putting money away. Then when you calculate, that's how much I need in terms of my income when I retire, taking into account deduction of expenses and inflation, that's how much I've got, and that's how much I'm still going to make over the next number of years. Will that give me that sum that I worked out 29 times? Mm. I'm going to give an email address out if I may. I, I've got this whole formula set out for you. You can take go through it slowly. I've also got examples. You can contact info at anchorcapital.co.za. It's info at anchorcapital.co.za. You send them an email asking for the formula. They will let you have that formula um, and you'll be able to see. It's quite nicely set out. But you do need two things. You need a financial advisor to help you do the calculations. Where are you today? What will that money be worth at, say, 9% when you reach closer to retirement? What other monies are you saving? What, um, What will you need? And then what is your shortfall? 
And I must tell you, it sounds a lot, but if you put away 5,000 rand a month t- today for the next 25 years, you un- won't believe how much that will come to. So mm-hmm. those calculations are easy. Now, a lot of people may not be able to do that, but at least you're getting closer to the market because, as I said, out of every 100 people, only six people retire. So then, Brian, what that makes me think of is the, f- the fact that there is an, a, a big opportunity cost every time that we tap into our savings, including some of our retirement savings that we are able to access? Well, I always say you've got short-term, you've got short-term savings, mm. which is one to three-year money. You've got medium-term savings, which is investments, because that's five, it's ten-year money. And then you've got retirement savings. I understand people need money today. I understand people want to do certain things. They want to buy a home and need a car or their expenses. But when you're talking about your retirement savings, that must be left untouched. And the biggest problem is when people actually leave jobs, they do not preserve. They do not move their money from their fund into their own savings to leave it for retirement. Mm-hmm. They take it. They spend it. And now we've got a bill in Parliament, which we're waiting for. Uh, I had the pension fund adjudicator on television with me last night. She says it's, an, it's absolutely going to happen that people are going to be able to borrow on their pension funds. Mm-hmm. We don't know the amount, but if you're going to be borrowing on your pension funds on money you're saving for retirement to use now, and I understand a lot of people need the money now, but you're going to ha- it's going to have a major impact. And before you do that, again, sit with a financial advisor in your area and do the numbers. If you're going to take money out, understand the numbers, because my big fear of people taking money out of retirement funds is they want to pay off debt. But in five years' time, they'll have their debt back. They won't have their pension money, and they'll have their debt. Because by having debt, they've got some control. They've got some handcuffs on their spending. But once they've been able to take money that they've been saving for retirement, put it into their debt, now they haven't got that debt anymore. Mm. They've now loosened up the ability to spend more money. So I'm talking about those wanting to save for retirement, how do you go about it? Find out where you are on the journey. Find out what your income requirements will be at retirement, and you do need help there. And then the formula will tie the two up together, and then the question will be asked, do I have a surplus or do I have a shortfall? How do I fill that shortfall? Mm. And how, if I can't fill it completely, what can I do over the years to come? All right, we're going to continue the conversation with Brian Hirsch. Of course, the number to dial this morning, 011-714-2006 on the WhatsApp line, 614 We're edging towards 10.30 and Musa is going to bring us the latest headlines and then I'll continue with... The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, so Brian, I'm going to uh, play some of the WhatsApp voice notes that we have coming through for you at this time. Um, there's some listeners who are saying, <laughs> please, please repeat the formula slowly. So uh, Brian did send, did read out that email address. If you can, please just send an email um, and he'll be able to respond with the actual formula so that you have it in front of you, which might make it easier for you to calculate. And I think it's, uh, what is it? Info at Anchor Capital. In, info at anchorcapital.co.za. All right. Info at A-N-C-H-0-R-C-A-P-I-T-A-L. 
www.anchorcapital.co.za. So info at anchorcapital.co.za. All right, let me kick it off with the WhatsApp voice notes, Brian. Hello, Kathy. Hello, Brian. Please, if one is looking for short-term investments, say six months, nine months, a year, to get a good return, possibly good return, waiting for markets to improve, um, could you give some guidelines, please, um, on fairly large investments, not too huge, but on good investments, what would one do? Thank you. I find that very interesting because you say for markets to improve. Don't ever wait for markets to improve. Don't try and time markets. I mean, July was one of the best months that we've had in the market since 2020. July, the markets, the American markets were up between, depending on which index, but the Dow Jones was up 6%, the S&P was up around about 9 and the and the um, NASDAQ was up 13%. And no one expected it because it was a month of only bad news globally. High inflation rates, more interest rates, the war, the oil price. By the way, Kathy, great news on the news now. The oil price is down and the rand is stronger, which is great for petrol. So th- that should be a reduction in petrol coming up next month. But coming back to it, so... When you say, I'm waiting for the markets to improve, no one gets the first 15 to 20% of the market upside because by the time the markets have improved to, to the extent where someone's going to invest in it, they've missed 15 to 20% of upside. But if you're looking for the next 6 to 12 months for security, today you can get somewhere around about 7 to 8% in leading banks, uh, whereby uh, you know, I think a one-year deposit is giving somewhere around about 7 to 8%. Uh, bear in mind, interest is always taxable. So depending on when you talk about large sums, I'm going to be presumptuous and assume you've got a large tax, you're, you're in a high tax break, bracket, which means that you're going to pay tax on the interest you earn. So you need to look at the gross income versus the net income. Gross income means I'm getting 8%, but I'm paying 30% in tax, which means I'm getting only 5.6%. So you need to look at the net return. But if money's been parked in to go to market, I'm saying start nibbling, start buying slowly over the next to six, eight, six to eight months, maybe put 125 to 15% in and don't worry about what the news is every month because over a long period of time, you will benefit. And remember, markets are, in, are five to 10 year investments. So I hope that helps. Short term, for anyone who's looking for short term money, let me repeat that, where they're going to be buying a home, they've got a deposit, they've got a marriage, they've got a function, don't even mess around with markets. Just stay secure and certain that you know you're getting your return. Uh, Inflation doesn't have a major effect on the one year. It has a major uh, impact. If you keep putting that same money away year after year after year, and 10 years later, you'll still have 100 is 100, but the purchasing power will be that much lower. Mm. Let me go to Cape Town. Sandy, good morning. Yes, good morning to you. I would be retiring in two years' time. So I just would like to know, I've got 40 years service in the government service. Mm. So I'm not sure whether if I should go on retirement or whether I should um, take all the money and invest it in property. So, yes, and then also I just would like to know what is the tax percentage that they would tax you if I do resign? 
Okay, well, well, well Cathy. Uh, you've Sandy. Had, oh, Sandy, Sandy. Sorry, yeah. Sandy. Look, you've had 40 years, uh, years with the government. Now, part of that 40 years, the pension was not taxable. I think the pension stopped being taxable in 1988. So you'd have had about 34 years of those 40 years where there's no tax. They need to give you the breakdown. But let's, assume, let's talk about people retiring and let's not get involved in the tax story, that part of the tax story. Look, pension is for retirement. And you will get somewhere in the order of 70 to 80% of your salary at retirement, which if you think about it at retirement, your, your expenses probably would drop 10 to 15%. You're one of the few people in a good situation. I certainly wouldn't be taking money out of your pension fund and going to buy investment property uh, because you're not going to get a bond, so you're going to pay ca- You're going to have to pay cash for the property, and then you're not going to get a great return. And government pension fund also, remember, is escalates every year based on a percentage of inflation. So at this point in time, government pensions are going up around about four, four and a half. We may find next year up five and five and a quarter. If you do do withdraw, let me tell you the consequences. The first 25,000 rand is tax-free. The next 335, you taxed at 18%. The next 330,000, you taxed at 27%. And thereafter, you are taxed at 36%. When you, reach, when you get your pension, you are taxed on that pension. But you age 65, you get a bigger abatement. And furthermore, your ta- earnings will be lower because you're not what you as earning as much as you were, so your tax rate is lower. So you need to get someone to sit with you, go through the calculations. My advice is when you get your pension, you, I mean, I've always said your home must be paid for, no debt, and you must have a good health care program. But you sound in good shape, Sandy. Much for that advice. Yeah, look, Sandy, I mean, when you think about it, it's almost like donating 36% of of your retirement savings to the tax man. Well, they they say because they're encouraging you not to take the cash, yeah. and then but you are going to be taxed on the pension. But you've got a lot of deductions mm. that come over sixty five. There's some different medical deductions. There are different abatements. I mean, you know, primary rebate, and there's a, a, a over sixty five rebate. And when you get to seventy five, there's an additional rebate. It's the only advantage of getting to seventy five. But uh, uh, besides, I mean, living. But from a tax point of view, so I certainly wouldn't. But you do need to look at all the options so you fully understand it. And just let me also make a comment because you asked a question. So many people are retiring without getting all the options and understanding all the options. Anyone retiring, coming close to retirement, please get yourself someone who can help you look at all the options so you fully understand before you make the decision. All right. Sandy, I hope that helps. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks for that. Okay. Uh, Sandy out in Cape Town. And in fact, uh, Brian, we had similar call, uh, similar questions um, as, as Sandy's also from um, somebody else who is in, 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 who is a government employee also asking for um, the resignation pension benefits of, of government workers. Uh, he says that he's been um, in the employee of, of government for about 30 years. But I think you, your answer to Sandy would would cover this listener. Yeah, I'd just like to make one point because there's always been fear about government pensions. Will they take our money? Your pension is secure. Government's not going to take touch your pension money. It doesn't belong to government. It happens to be in the government pension fund. It's governed by completely different rules. And anyone, because I know some years ago, people were panicking and withdrawing from their funds. The government pension fund, if you've been there many years, is a fine pension fund.
All right. Um, Brian, your details before you go? No, I'll give that, I'll, I'll give that email address out because sure. I certainly don't want to take calls trying to explain the formula. The email is info, I-N-F-O, at anchorcapital.co.za. It's a little... A little uh, document I've got, which also talks about how you go about doing the cal- not only the calculations, but what you need to do regarding working out how much you'll how much you're going to have at retirement, mm-hmm. working out what you will need at retirement, and then the formula. All right, Brian Hirsch. That's where we leave it uh, for today. Of course, we'll continue with Brian Hirsch next week, Tuesday.